Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Colts edge rushers had a little resurgence in 2022, but could 2023 be even better? Is the duo of Quiddy Pay and Samson Ebukam underrated in the league's eyes? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my fellow writer and colleague at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake We've, we've gone through all of the, the offensive positions for the Colts. Now our positional preview episodes moves to the defensive side of the ball where we start talking about uh, a, a unit that, that really showed some promise in, in 2022, kind of fell off late, but I'm really excited about Gus Bradley's unit and, and what they can do in the second year of this, of this scheme. So how are you doing, man? It's good to see you here on this Thursday evening. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm right there with you. I'm really excited to start talking about these edge rushers because, you know, a couple were hurt, dinged up. You know, another one got a big resurgence in the second half of the year when a lot of those games kind of didn't matter. Uh, so, you know, there was a lot of things that weren't seen that should have been seen. So I'm really excited to, to dive into these uh, to this defensive end uh, group. But also tomorrow's Friday, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm ready for a uh, a relaxing weekend. Well, I, well, last weekend was the the Fourth of July. It seemed like uh, we were kind of busy and everything. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. just a chill weekend uh, this weekend. But hey, it, it's always fun to talk Colts football. True, it is in the building. Um, as always, good to see you, Stats Matt, returning this week uh, after missing Monday's episode. Glad he was able to join us. Logan Schmidt, of course, the goats are back. I think you're talking about yourself there. Um, we've got Matthew, Matthew Stansberry. What up, nerds? The fo- <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, the football nerds that we are. That's and then right. we have Inside the Shoe. Uh, Inside the Shoe, always a loyal listener. Brandon Moses is in the chat. But, uh, hey, I, he's he put a, a certain at of a Twitter uh, user that I'm not going to give any more publicity. Uh, but in, so instead, we are going to look at Inside the Shoe's super chat right here. Friday, but Abukum is a rotational player in my opinion we're going to talk about that uh it's because i think uh i think this is where inside the shoe and i differ a little bit and i'm going to tell you mm. why i i really think that uh samson ebukam uh, is going to be not only a starter for for the colts but one of the biggest impact players on the colts defense so uh inside the shoe greatly appreciate the super chat buddy you're such a loyal listener uh uh you're one of the good ones so we really appreciate it so before we dive in here to uh to really all of the specifics for the edge position tonight please if you haven't done so already go follow us on all of our social media go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live because we're going live twice a week every week all the way up into training camp and then everything's going to get wild so uh, and if you can't catch us live here on youtube apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe uh give us a review and a rating over there uh, so that way you really don't have an excuse to miss an episode of the horseshoe huddle podcast noah compton is in the building just two beautiful lads talking colts ball what a guy uh, Noah, i don't know what you're what you're looking at because i'm not attractive at all I'm, I'm an ugly i'm an ugly son of a gun so really appreciate you appreciate you noah deep is in here as well it's going to be a fun episode tonight guys and, and like i said tonight we're starting off with the defensive ends uh for our defensive preview heading into the 2023 season um looks a little bit different last year it was quitty pay and unique and gakwe who the were the starters quitty pay is back obviously uh but the colts got a a new addition to the defensive end group in Samson Ebukam from the San Francisco 49ers signed a three-year deal with the Colts in free agency. Uh, Dio Dangbo is is back. Tyquan Lewis is back. Uh, and, and we've got a, a rookie in Titus Leo that's out there. Uh, if you want to throw uh, Adetomiwa Adabaware in there as a defensive end, you might could. We're going to talk about him on Monday when we go over the defensive tackles. But uh, uh, maybe not st- not a group that has a lot of star power, but it's a group that's filled with a lot of athletic guys, Drake. And it's a group that I think it has a lot of untapped potential. Yeah. And the, the really interesting thing is they're all pretty young, you know, like it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really, it's a really interesting group of defensive ends because I mean, Quiddy pays going into his third year. Dio Dangbo is going into his third year. Those guys were drafted to find, if I'm not mistaken, back to back in the same draft. Uh, so it's like, you're going to finally get to see year three of those guys for Dio. It's almost like year two. 
So now Samson Ebicom, here he comes, a constant motor guy into a system where he can get more playing time. And then, of course, there's there's some depth guys that could also potentially have, you know, a low key impact that no one's really thinking about. So it's a it's a defensive end group that I think has a very high potential. Can't wait to see him and can't wait to get started on breaking down these guys. Right. And let's start out with with the the first round pick of the Colts in the 2021 uh, NFL draft. Quiddy pay. Uh, Quiddy pay is a guy that was taken 21st overall by the Colts, uh, came in, only had four sacks to his rookie season. Uh, and I think he finished with, with six sacks last year in his sophomore campaign, only played 11 games. So about a sack every other game, almost for Quiddy pay because he dealt with some injuries. Uh, but I, I, and I think that's, that's really the biggest thing about, about Quiddy pay and what's held him back so far in his short career is just the injuries. He, it seems like when he's out there and when he's healthy, I mean, Quiddy Pay can be a handful, especially once he was able to adjust to the speed of the game. It's just we need to get him out there and, and keep him healthy. So, so Drake, what are your expectations for Quiddy Pay as he enters year three? A pretty big year three uh, for Quiddy Pay. I would, I would say one of the biggest things that it's pretty obvious. I think he's going to take a big leap in 2023. This is a guy who is going to be looked at as the dude. All right. He is going to be the pass rusher, the defensive end. Um, I, I expect him to stay healthy for the entire season. Now he's had some nagging injuries, um, but I do expect him to be ready to go and really be watching that health to stay on the field. And I do expect him to show that he is the best pass rusher and he's a good run defender. And he's a guy who's incredibly athletic. He's, he's rangy. He's, he's actually quicker than you would expect. And he's stronger than you probably would think. So this is a guy that weird, you don't really have a sack number for him. So I can't really expect an, a, you know, a certain amount of sacks, but I just think he's going to do a fantastic job. I think that he's going to really take that big leap in year three. Yeah, uh, this is a lot of times it's that year two, year three, when we see those pass rushers take that leap. And and I think we saw that last year with with pay. I mean, even though he, yeah. he only had six sacks, I don't, I don't know if I really want to look at the sack number uh, to determine if it's a good pass rusher or not, because Unique Ngakwe, while he had nine and a half sacks last year, uh, Unique Ngakwe couldn't couldn't defend against the run. Seemed like he was a lot of uh, uh, more cleanup sacks than anything. Quiddy Pay was able to get pretty good pressure on the quarterback once he was out there and healthy. And and that's the thing. If 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 we get a healthy Quiddy Pay for all seventeen games, I think you're looking at a guy that's that's capable of of getting nine ten sacks for you uh at that strong side defensive end position i mean he's he's very quick i mean he if you go back and look at his his relative athletic score coming out uh, uh in that 2021 nfl draft incredibly athletic defensive end uh, he was considered by a lot of people to be a, a top 10 to, to 14 pick and the Colts were able to get him at 21. Uh, I love Quiddy Pay's game. I, I love that, that, that move where he goes from, um, from speed to power uh, in that, in that pass rushing game. And, and I think that this is just going to be, as we get into this next, next question really about, or what are our questions for Quiddy Pay? For me, there's really just one and it's if, can he stay healthy? Because if I, if, if Quiddy Pay can stay healthy, I think he is going to really show the Colts this year 
that he is going to be a starter at defensive end for a long time for this franchise. But if, if injuries continue to pop up, if he misses another half the games, then, then you really start to wonder going into year four, can this guy be a franchise cornerstone pass rusher, or can we only rely on him for, for half the season? So, uh, but, but my expectations is Quiddy Pay is going to come out hot. I'm really excited to see what he's doing at training camp because I know he's been working diligently out in California pretty much all summer when he hasn't been at Colts OTAs or, or, or the off season program, really working on this pass rush move. So, so, that was kind of my big question is, is if he can stay healthy or not. Uh, what are your questions for Quiddy Pay entering this year, Drake? You know, that that really was the top one uh, for me. I, I It's just it's it's detrimental because last season the guy played 12 games. OK, he had six sacks, 45 tackles, 32 alone, and he had 10 tackles for loss, 10 QB hits. I mean, that's as many as he had in 15 games in his rookie season, and he didn't even have the snap count. This guy's back there hitting the quarterback. He's a dog. I'm telling you, if he stays healthy, it's a completely different ball game. I think one more question is, like, will he need, a like, full-time, and I think this is a no, but will he need assistance kind of like Yannick did with, you know, the interior from Grover Stewart and from DeForest Buckner pushing those quarterbacks out to the edges? That's the only other question I could think of with a full-time, full season. You know, I, I just don't think that he's going to need that. I really do think that the answer to that question is no. I think that he's probably the most complete pass rusher on the team. I, I would agree there. Stats Matt says if Pay stays healthy, I think nine to ten sacks is easily Ooh. obtainable. Uh, and I'd agree. I'd agree, Matt. It's it's really just if he can stay out there because I think we know what Quiddy Pay is at this point. I don't know if Quiddy Pay will ever be a guy that leads the league in sacks, uh, but he's going to get plenty of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I think if he's when he's healthy, you can continually uh, rely on him to get double digit sacks for you. He's going to play the run very well, and he's just going to be be a nuisance out there on the edge so um it's it's really going to be exciting to see what he can do here in year three now what's the impact for for quitty pay um do you think that he is going to be somebody that really takes over uh this 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 defensive line or is it going to be someone that's more of like a just a sum of the parts where or he's a good contributor but he's not going to really reach that star level what what do you think his impact is going to be this year that's a really interting question because it, 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 I feel like he's been on the verge. I feel like I really think he's on the verge of that star level. But for 2023, I think that he, with a full season, he will be the guy who is a part of a big pass rushing group, like a part of guy. He'll probably lead the team in sacks. Um, I think that his presence elevated the Colts pass rush last season when he was on the field. When he was off, mm -hmm. you could feel it. You could see it. Um, but when he was on that field, man, it was a completely different defense. Um, I think he kind of like stats Matt said, I think he can push. I, I know I said no sack number, but if I had to guess, it's between eight and 10 sacks with a fully healthy season, which look for, for Quiddy pay, he was on track for eight and a half last year. So that's about where you'd expect. And I think that he's going to be a big presence in the run defense department. I mean, he is also very good at stopping the run from his, uh, from his edge. So I think that his impact is going to be felt in the run game, the passing game, the pass rush. He's going to really cause some problems if he's out there healthy, ready to go and at full strength. 
Yeah, I I'd agree there. If if we and that's again, it's if he can stay healthy and he's had some injury problems both seasons. So until he can overcome that and and show us and prove that he can stay healthy, there's going to be those questions around him. The best ability is availability. I say it over and over again, but a healthy quitty pay is a dangerous quitty pay. Someone where he can line up really in either either defensive end spot. I assume he'll probably be on the strong side with Abukam over or Abukam over there on the, in the Leo spot because he's a little bit smaller. But you're you're gonna get a guy that that can help you on all three downs. He'll probably be somebody that plays sixty to seventy percent of your snaps out there when he is healthy. He's going to be a solid to really good starter for you and and i think you can expect that out of him and anything else is is just a bonus so i'm really excited about year three with quitty pay really excited how he ended last season as well and and i think i think that's just going to continue i know he's really been working hard this off season but but this is where uh this is where i think uh we can move over to the other side of the defensive line with a guy that I that is going to be the starter at Leo and and I'll explain here why so inside the shoe uh, I can uh, I can kind of make my case for that Samson Ebukam uh, and and here's the thing I think I've I've said I know I've said this before on the show but Drake this Samson Ebukam signing and and I'm going to feel this way until he proves me wrong and I hope he doesn't prove me wrong but to me this just feels like the signing that the Colts made when they signed Danico Autry a guy that was a more of a rotational pass rusher wasn't a full-time starter uh, anywhere but then he comes to the Colts he gets that opportunity to be that full-time starter and he just absolutely takes off and turns into one of the more underrated but just really really solid defensive linemen in the game and I really think that's what we're setting things what things are setting up for for Samson Ebukam yeah, I'm I'm actually right there with you with where he was able to do. I mean, he's actually been in the league for six seasons already. And what he's been able to do as this rotational piece is, you know, nothing short of awesome. He just continuously provides a motor. He still gets sacks in his limited playing time. And he, he causes a lot of issues and he's a great run defender. So I think that the Colts got one heck of a defensive pass rusher. And I think that he's going to make some waves in his first year with a full slate of snaps. And you might ask, why wasn't? Ebukam as starter with the 49ers. Well, it's because he was behind a guy named Nick Bosa. Uh, I I think it's, it's pretty, there's not many guys, if at all better out there rushing the passer than Nick Bosa, but what are your expectations for Ebukam um, going into 2023? His, his first year as as what we think will be um, as a starter for the Colts. Yeah. And I agree with you. I do think that he gets that starting nod. I think that he is going to provide a constant, constant amount of energy from his position. He actually, I think even with this rotational role we've talked about, he, this is from 2017 to 2022, two sacks, three sacks, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, and five. And he's consistently gotten 30 plus total, total tackles. He's consistently played good run defense. He gets pressures, a lot of pressures, which are a stat that you just cannot, you just cannot appreciate enough. It doesn't get, it doesn't get the the recognition it should. Um, I think that with more playing time, he is going to, he's going to really take off. I think that this is a guy that no one's talking about except Colts fans. No one really knows about except maybe some fans in the AFC South. 
Um, but man, I really have a, a high a high level of expectations for Samson Ebicom. And I think he's going to start. You know, that's the last thing I'm going to say. I think that he's ready to start. I think the Colts brought him in to start. He has more experience than Di- or than Dio or the other the other depth pieces we're talking about. Since 2017, he's been in the NFL. So I think that he's been working to get to this point. And I think the Colts gave him the opportunity to be, you know, to kind of show what he's got here for the defense. Right. And and throughout OTAs, uh, Ebukam was the starter at the Leo position. Um, mm-hmm. And here's why, here's why I'm not so sure that, uh, that diet that, well, here's one reason why Dio I don't think will start over over uh, Abu Kamp. It's because Dio Dangbo more fits that strong side defensive end, those those bigger defensive ends uh, that can really really go against the run. Samson Ebukam brings he's a little bit smaller of a defensive end, um, real more of a. a, a I wouldn't say finesse because that's not really his playing style either, but but he's a little bit smaller and he's a speed rusher. That fits that Leo role perfectly. Why Yannick Ngakwe was brought in to the Colts last year because he was a smaller pass rusher, a speed rusher. That's what Samson Ebukam is. A little bit smaller, but he's going to bring that speed element. So you're going to want to get him out there in that wide nine stance. Let him pin his ears back and go after the quarterback. And I love that comment that you made and that you brought up his energy, Drake, because when you talk to old teammates uh, about Samson Ebukam, or you even just turn on the film and watch for yourself, that that man plays every single snap at 110%. There is never a question about Ebukam's effort. He plays like his hair is on fire every single snap, trying to get after that quarterback, trying to make an impact on every single play. So again, my expectations for Ebukam in this full full-time starter role because he really hasn't had that opportunity yet is is i think we're going to see a career year out of samson Ebukamp. would i be surprised that again nine to ten sacks uh maybe maybe even a little bit higher absolutely not uh, i think when you ha- when you get that get that kind of talent get that kind of energy in that wide attacking front that Colts defensive line coach Nate Ali uh, has been preaching and and teaching um, over the last year and change now you're, you're going to get him out there ready to go after the quarterback and, and just giving him more opportunities. You're going to see those sack numbers climb. So with having, instead of playing 30, 35% of the snaps, you're going to see Ebukam out there playing 65 to 70% of the snaps. So you can expect uh, those sack numbers and that production to, to probably close to double, especially when you're playing a get low with guys like DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Quiddy Pay, where the defense or the, excuse me, the offensive line can't just key in on you. Uh, this is why I'm just, I think that the Samson Ebukam signing is one of the more underrated signings for the Colts this season. And, and I think it could be something that really turns into, it turns into the Colts favor in all of this. And again, I'm go- like going back to the reason that they brought him in. I mean, you know, initially people were kind of like, okay, you get, we got a, another depth piece, you know, uh, the, the, the Colts have a depth piece. I really do think they brought him in to start. And I think that kind of like you said, that wide stance, that speed rushing uh, style that he's got, he can really cause a lot of chaos and that constant motor, man, it wears you down. If you're a tackle after, after, you know, all of that time, after 60 minutes of having to block somebody like that, you know, play in, play out, it really wears you down and it opens up opportunities for other teammates on the line too. 
Stats Matt says Samson is unique that can stop a running back. Yep. <laughs> uh, I like that. Matthew yep. says that Ebukam had uh, or Ebukam, I'll get it right eventually. Higher <laughs> pressure rate too, if he remembers correctly. You are correct. Uh, he he does have a higher pressure rate uh, per pass rushing snap. Uh, Wyatt Law, good to see you. Says Ebukam won't start for Indy because he's behind Dio, who's finally a hundred percent healthy and ready to show why Ballard drafted him in round two uh, two years ago. Now now. Why I, I I will say that Abu uh, Abu Kham has taken all the starting reps out there as the Leo, uh, and I think if if you're looking for Dio to really push anybody, it would be Quiddy Pay uh, because Dio isn't really the the, the body type uh, for that Leo position. Uh, they they almost play two completely different position different positions, and and so far we haven't seen uh dio dangbo enter the starting lineup not to say that he that he can't if he has really a, a really strong season and, and earns that but as of right now uh dio dangbo is seen as more of a rotational pass rusher uh to come in for he can come in for probably both come in on the inside if he wants to go uh the colts need an extra pass rusher uh at the defensive tackle position but as of right now i don't think dio is there yet as to be considered uh, a starter but but drake i mean i we were talking about talk about all the hype that i have for for sanson ebukam but he isn't a perennial pass rusher so so what are some of the questions that you have uh for this new guy as he comes to the colts just, just a couple because i'm right there with you i i'm very high on uh, on ebukam i think that he's going to provide a lot of uh exciting defensive plays off the edge there but what kind of Samson Ebicom are we going to get with more of a prominent role? You know, like what, what are we going to get consistent, you know, attacking type of pressure like he always had when he got his snaps in San Francisco, could he push eight to 10 sacks or higher when he's starting full time, when he's getting 60 plus percent of those snaps and how is he going to play without now? I know he was behind Nick Bosa and now he's got a chance to be the guy but that was a better defense. I, I, I mean, I personally think that the 49ers defense was stifling. They were just a, a lot they were the best handle. in the NFL last year, yeah. last season. Exactly. So how is he going to mesh without that? I mean, you're, you've got a defensive back group right now, especially after the Rogers situation where it is, it's very young. It's very raw. You're still got a question mark on, on Shaq Leonard. Um, but I think that if all of that adds up, I think that um, he's going to actually help out the the secondary because he's going to be providing pressure. So um, really want to know how he's going to play without being on such a dominant defense. And that's a very fair question to have because he has been, he was with, with guys like a Nick Bosa, uh, like an Eric Armstead. Uh, was it, was it D Ford? Uh, mm -hmm. That was the other one. Fred Warner, uh, Fred Warner was out there. Uh, but it was a, a stacked defense with, with the San Francisco 49ers. So while the Colts do have some guys, I mean, you're talking, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, uh, Shaq Leonard when he is healthy, Kenny Moore when he's playing up to his up to his full whole full potential. The Colts have some guys there, but that that San Francisco 49ers defense was on another level. And and and, and we do talk. We do, I do have a lot of hype for Samson Ebukam. But again, that that hype doesn't really mean anything until he goes out there and proves it. You know what I mean? So he's going to have that opportunity 
But can he double that production? Can he go out there and, and show that he is worthy of being more than just a, a rotational pass rusher? Um, or is he a guy that, that kind of tops out at five or six sacks a year and is more suited for a rotational backup role rather than a prominent starter there at the defensive end position? And, and he, he, he's going to face those questions uh, until he goes out there and proves, hey, I'm a legitimate threat to rush the passer. And I'm a guy that, that's going to go out there and get you double digit sacks if I can, if I have enough playing time. So I think that's my biggest question for him. Uh, and, and I really hope that he goes out there and proves uh, that, that he can do that. But, but what do you think his, as we wrap up on, on Ebukam, what do you think his impact is going to be for this defense? Oh man, I'll go right back to it. I'm so pumped that he, this guy is is literally a, a human motor. He is going to be bringing constant pressure, constant attacking. He is just a machine. So expect that. That's something that I think he's going to have a big impact with. I think he's going to impact the run defense so much. I think that he's going to track those running backs, track those quarterbacks, those end arounds, whatever, those, those uh, wide receiver runs. And he is going to track the ball carrier better than we saw last year by maybe even a long shot. And I think that he is going to open up opportunities for other players. I think that when you have a constant motor mixed with a guy who can stop the run and a speed rushing type of tactic, man, you're going to open up opportunities for others because eventually he's going to get through and you're going to have to probably bring over somebody else to block him. That's going to open up another gap. Right. And I think pack four is just going to be that the Colts aren't going to have to worry about ha having a, a liability in the run game the way they did with Unique Ngakwe, um, where you, it was almost better to take Ngakwe off the field on those running downs and, and more keep him as just a situational pass rusher uh, rather than keep him out there. Just because he was such a poor run defender last year, you don't have to worry about that with Ebukam. Ebukam has shown that he can he plays well against the run. Uh, that That's just concern you uh, and you and you combine that with with his ability to go out and 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 affect the passer not just with sack numbers but with a high pressure rate being able to really contain the quarterback in the pocket when you have two defensive ends two edge rushers in quitty pay and samson ebukam both guys give 110 percent on every single play, there's not going to be uh, a, lo a loss or, or a need for for more effort out of your edge rushers. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch those guys kind of try to race to the quarterback uh, to see the energy that they bring, not only to that defensive line, but to that whole defense. Because when you have your pass rushers that are really just attacking, trying to get after the quarterback, the rest of the defense can, can really get fueled on that and and it can create a really fun uh atmosphere for this for this Colts defense and more pressures leads to more quarterback mistakes which can lead to more turnovers which this defense desperately needs uh from what they they did in in 2022 I think having those those pass rushers will certainly help hopefully having a healthy Shaq Leonard back will certainly help uh yes. but but I I'm really excited to see what Samson Ebukam can do uh in a in a more more and an expanded role and his first real opportunity as a starter. Um, and I think it's going to be, be a really good success in this Colts defense. I'm Victoria cash. Thanks for calling the lucky land hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then we're going to move it along to a guy that I know the chat is excited to talk about as I've been kind of monitoring things here. Uh, Dio Dangbo. Drake, a, another third-year player. Uh, the Colts took him in the second round out of Vanderbilt in the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, was coming off of an Achilles injury, so really he only played about half of his rookie season. Uh, didn't really contribute much, um, so that was that was really kind of used as a redshirt year. So. Last year was more of his rookie season. We saw to end the year, Dio Dangbo really start to come on strong. Seemed like the game kind of slowed down for him a little bit. So I'm really excited to see what Hurricane Dio can do in, in year three. Yeah, and one of the things that is so, that was so awesome about him in the offseason is the guy was already large. He was already rangy. He already had freakishly long limbs and freakish power. Now put on 11 additional pounds of ridiculously heavy muscle. This guy is going to be a problem when it comes to power. I mean, he he's athletic as, as heck. He's adding more muscle to his frame, and he's coming into really, like you said, his sophomore season. I mean, that 2021 year, he had that Achilles injury. He only played – I mean, technically he played 10 games, but he only had six tackles. Man, last season, this guy at the end of the year, I mean, he was – that's where he got the name Hurricane Dio is because you <laughs> just started seeing this guy spin off people, shove people to the side. I mean, he destroyed the Chargers. He single-handedly destroyed the Chargers. So um, really excited for for what he's going to do and uh, can't wait to actually break this down because I know some people are saying starter, some are saying rotation. We'll break it down, though. <laughs> credit to morocco brown the the nickname king who gave that to to dio as they were scouting him uh but as we watch more and more of his tape it's it's very fitting um as he as he really settles into the nfl so what are your expectations for odangbo this season 
Well, just because there wasn't much in 21 and most of his production came from the second half of 22, I think he's going to have a career year in multiple forms. I think he's going to have a career year in sacks. I think he's going to have a career year in tackles, pressures, QB hits. Um, he had 11 quarterback hits. Most of those came in the second half of the season. I mean, he was really on a tear. Um, I think that with potentially more of a snap count. Um, he could use his athleticism and that new frame that he's adding on to to cause big issues for quarterbacks and running backs. Now, we saw great ability to get to the pass rusher or uh, to get to the passer and to, to really provide pressure. I expect him to also do well in the running game. And I do think that he is going to similar to Ebicom just because he's so he's just like so chaotic. And with that frame and those limbs, he can cause so much to happen. He's also going to open up opportunities for others. I'm going to try to try to put my politician hat on and try to make everybody happy here. But, but I think if you wanted to, if you wanted to have five starters along the defensive line, then I think you can consider Dio Odangbo uh, a starter because uh, I mean, I think he will be probably the first pass rusher off the bench. Uh, he can play that spot where Quiddy pay uh, plays on the songs, the strong side defensive end very, very well. Uh, you can put him at the three technique. If you want to slide him in next to uh, DeForest Buckner, uh, as a third down pass rusher inside, if they take Grover Stewart off the field, you can certainly do that as well. And and really think about that. Think about a third. Say say it's third and nine. Uh, you're backed up on your own twenty-one yard line or, or wherever, and and you're looking at a pass rush group of Samson Ebukam, Dio Dangbo, DeForest Buckner, and Quiddy Pay. Good luck. Good luck to that uh, that opposing offensive line. Good luck to that opposing quarterback. Uh, those guys are going to pin their ears back and and basically have a race to the football in that NASCAR package. Um, but but yeah, I, I think I think that's what Dio's role is going to be. I don't know if he's really going to supplant anyone as a starter. I really think the defensive line group is locked in as the starters in Abukam, uh, Buckner, Stewart, and Pay. But you can expect Dio Dangbo to have a lot of snaps. Come in, uh, if, if one of those defensive ends need a break, I would expect Odangbo to be the first one in there. He's going to come in on those sub packages to rush from the inside as well. Uh, that that utility knife where he can be placed all along the defensive line and he's going to make an impact. And that, that makes him even more valuable for the Colts this season. So, uh, Drake, what are your big question marks for him going into year three or technically year two uh, when you typically see that that jump? That's where Dio Dangbo kind of really is in his NFL playing career. So what's your biggest question for number 54? Well, I mean, can he continue to stay healthy? You know, mm -hmm. because he did. I mean, he had a way worse injury than Quiddy Pay. And, and mm -hmm. more of an alarming one coming in as a draft prospect and a rookie. So can he continue to stay healthy after essentially missing his rookie season? And maybe even, well, not more important, but close is can he continue to build off of a torrid second half of the season? That's going to be huge because guys like Quiddy Pay, he's kind of resetting. You know, he's got to re kind of reset and restart here. Um, but with with a guy like Odengbo, man, he needs to continue to build off of what he did at the end of last season. So can he keep doing that? Maybe with a more dialed back role a bit, if, if Ebicom starts, can he continue to provide all of those big plays like he did last year? 
Absolutely. Want to give a shout out to Beverly Twin Life here real quick. Uh, what's up, fellas? Always enjoy the podcast, Colts Nation for Life. You guys looking good. Haven't been checking anything out in a while. Just had twin boys. Wow, that's that's big. And they're wearing me out. Let's rock. Uh, twin boys. <laughs> yeah, my, our, our friend Brandon actually is uh, having twin girls. So yeah. congratulations to Brandon. Congratulations to Beverly Twin Life. But uh, twins, I, I, I can understand that they would probably take over your life. But we're, we're, we're glad that you're here. And, and listening along tonight. Um, but yeah, I think for me is the biggest question for, for Dio Dangbo, Drake. Uh, I like how you said how he can build off of that. Can he build off of it enough where he's actually pushing for starting time? Um, I think that's going to be the big thing for Dio Dangbo this year is that can't is that there, you you have that that starting lineup along the defensive line uh that's that's pretty much set in stone but can dio dangbo make things tough on the coaches to keep him off the field can't he go out there and produce enough where it's like man uh this this guy is is really starting to come on get do, do the do the snaps start to to diminish a little bit if he's out producing those guys um so so i think that's going to be the goal for dio dangbo is to make it hard on the coaches to, to keep you off the field uh you, i mean you know you're going to be going in on on different different circumstances different situations all along the defensive line but i mean for for a young player that's that's a second round pick in the nfl you're not going to be satisfied with that. He's not going to be satisfied until he's out there as a starter. So it's going to be interesting to see how how he can continue to do that, if he can can really push for those starter reps. Do we see him out there more? Does he start a game or two? Uh, do we start seeing him really take over one of the spots? It's going to be interesting to see. But what do you think his impact is going to be in his third season? Well, initially I had put, you know, that he could be a chaos machine off the edge, but I love the fact that you said this is a guy that might move around more than anyone. I mean, he also has a body of a defensive tackle in the modern era of the NFL. So this mm -hmm. is a guy who can use those long arms and push you and create separation and, and legitimately have inside pressure. I think he's just going to be a chaos machine. And if he continues progressing from last season, going right back to what you said, he could potentially push – for a, a little bit more playing time, maybe even in the second half of the season, kind of like he did last year. Maybe he's one of those guys that, you know, he's going to start to really churn that engine in week 9, 10, 11. You're starting to see a sack, sack and a half, kind of like he did last year. Um, I th regardless, I think that he is just going to be a chaos machine for offensive lines, and they're going to move him all over the line, like you said. I love that. A chaos machine. I feel like a chaos machine is the perfect way to describe Hurricane Dio. Uh, but 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 yeah, Drake, I think Dio Dangbo is I, I'm at the risk of repeating myself. He's going to be that 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 first defensive end off the bench, uh, that first defensive lineman off the bench, really to come in and even on the interior. But, uh, but I think his impact is also going to be felt if one of those guys goes down, say Samson, Samson Ebukam does get injured. Quiddy pay can very easily move over to that Leo position and, and mm -hmm. rush from that uh, over that left tackle. And Dio Dangbo can come into that strong side defensive end role. Uh, that way you get both of those guys out there starting. If Quiddy pay gets injured, 
injured. Obviously, Dio was the first man up there as well. So he he's in a he's in a spot where even though he isn't starting, he can still have a tremendous impact on this defense. Uh, if Dio Dangbo gets six seven sacks this year, I think that's a tremendous year for him, and he continues to make strides. Because uh, I know sometimes one of the biggest knocks on Odangbo was was he can go. He can be kind of uh, sometimes you, you you notice him other times seems like he's invisible and and you don't hear about him all game make a play all game you want to see that consistency and I think that just comes with more playing time being in the NFL longer and, and I think we'll start to see that here in year three so those are the big three of the defensive ends uh, but there's still others out there uh, on this roster that, uh, that the Colts have a defensive end currently uh, they have Jannard Avery a defensive end that they signed uh, he, off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Kali Kareem, who, who has played sparingly, uh, Tyquan Lewis, who is coming off of another big knee injury, but the Colts brought him back for an, on another one-year deal, Titus Leo, uh, the, the rookie draft pick out of Wagner that, that surprised some people, but but when you turn on his TP, he, t- tape, he's an absolute menace. So, so Drake... Out of all those other defense events and outside of the big three that we've already talked about, uh, which defensive end do you think uh, will have the biggest impact in 2023 outside of Pei, Ebukam, and Odangbo? You know, I, it's really hard. It's really in, it's hard to not say Titus Leo, um, but I got to go with the old reliable. I got to go with Tyquan Lewis. Here's the thing. He has been... He's he's not just been injury prone. He's come off of back-to-back just devastating injuries that nearly ruined careers. Here's the thing, though. When this guy's healthy, he's arguably one of the best depth pieces you can place at defensive end. This dude mm-hmm. makes things happen when he's healthy, when he's getting playing time, when he's put in the right when he's put in the right situation, maybe that third down. You know, you've got him in there, kind of like you said, with maybe Ebukam, maybe Pay, maybe Odengbo, something like that. And he can also provide a lot of good plays off of the edge and good run defense. So I think that when he's healthy, uh, maybe it's a two-parter. When he, when he's if, if we're talking about pure purely healthy, it's Taekwon Lewis. If we're talking about just like intrigue, it's definitely Titus Leo for me, just because I think, like you said, with that with the tape, when you watch the guy, oh, he's absolutely a menace, dude. The guy's running about as fast as you can. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Samson Ebicom, actually, in the way that he rushes the passer, lighter frame. Um, yeah, but those two for me personally are, are, are the two to look out for. But if you got to go with one, it's Taekwon Lewis. The, the injuries to Taekwon Lewis over the past two seasons have Ugh. just been heart-wrenching. I mean, mm-hmm. because both times when it's happened, he's been playing really good I mean, hell, the first time it happened back in 2021, he he had recovered a fumble and he was returning it. And, and that's when his knee just completely gave out. So Tyquan Lewis, I think if he can come back again from a from a horrific knee injury and, and show that he is healthy, I think Tyquan Lewis, you exactly what you said. He's a very reliable depth piece that can come in in a pinch and and be a starter if you need him. Otherwise, he's going to provide very quality depth snaps and and have an impact on Sundays. But uh, since you took, uh, since you took Taekwon Lewis, and, and I think that's, that's, 
what is the given answer. So that's my answer as well. But I'm going to give an alternative. You gave you gave Titus Leo. I'm going to go with Jannard Avery. Um, oh. I think Jannard Avery is is a sneaky again another sneaky signing by the Colts. We'll see if he makes ends up making the roster. And he's a smaller guy too. So he's about six foot. Um, I think he's only about 250 pounds. So he fits that Leo position again, kind of backing up Samson Ebukov. The Colts have a lot of bigger defensive ends like Quiddy Pay, Dio Dangbo, uh, Taekwon Lewis more fits that strong side defensive end. But Titus Leo fits that Leo spot really well. And then Jernard Avery uh, fits that Leo spot really well. And it really could be a, a battle between Avery and Leo for who makes the mm-hmm. final roster. You know, because do the Colts, I'm sure if the Colts, uh, uh, if Leo didn't make the roster, they would try to get him back on the practice squad, try to develop him as a rookie. But if the rookie could come in and, and really show what he's got and outperform Gennard Avery, we might see Titus Leo take that that quote unquote backup uh, uh, Leo position. Uh, behind Samson Abukam. So that's going to be a really fun, underrated battle to watch in camp, one that's really probably not going to get as much publicity, uh, but, it, but it could determine who, who ends up getting that final spot along the defensive line. So uh, definitely something to watch. Uh, but as we as we wrap up the episode here, Drake, on the defensive end position, uh, give me your depth chart preview for, for the Colts uh, for, this, for this spot. You can do like the Leo position as one, the strong side as the other, or you can just name all the defensive ends that you think are going to make the final roster. So I'll, I'll just make it kind of simple. Um, you know, as far as the left and the right side, I think that you're going to have pay. And I do think I, I know why it's not going to like this, but I do think that Ebicom gets the start. I do think, though, that Odengbo is going to have a prominent role. The reason that I don't think that he gets that starting position, two things, like you said, number one, he doesn't really fit that Leo, that Leo position. He's more of Quiddy pays like rotational piece kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that he's going to get a lot of snaps though. But then I do think that um, there's also a chance that in the second half of the season, he starts to really, you know, make some heads turn. He starts to make people just not be able to, you know, deny him. So kind of like he did last season, but I love the fact that you brought up that there could be a battle between Avery or between Avery and Titus Leo. Um, If I had to go with one, I would probably say Avery just because he's got the experience. Um, But man, Look out for Titus Leo. He's a small school guy. He's a smaller type of guy, but he has tenacity and his tape is awesome to watch. So look out for him. I love it. I love it. And and I'm going to go with five well, because altogether will probably keep nine to 10 defensive mm. linemen like they do every year. So when you're splitting that up, you're, when you're talking about the edge rushers, uh, I, I, I'm going to agree. I think Quiddy Pay is going to start on that strong side. You're going to have Samson Ebukam starting at the Leo. Da, uh, Dio Dangbo will be on there. Taekwon Lewis as well. And then that backup Leo spot again. I'm going to go with Jernard Avery, uh, like I said, because I think he's going to have a bigger impact. Uh, I think Titus Leo would, would make the practice squad, but it would not surprise me at all if Leo does get that uh uh that earns that start that 
that roster spot over Avery. It's just going to, we're just going to have to see throughout training camp and the preseason. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and the reason we didn't include uh, Adetoma while is because while he is listed as a defensive end, I think he's going to play more as a defensive tackle in this scheme, kind of like the backup three technique to DeForest Buckner. Uh, but we'll have to see if not. And he is solely used that defensive end. Then I think you got to include Adeboare as that defensive end, obviously, because he's going to be a lock to make the uh, uh, the team. We'll talk about him more next week. But uh, Drake, before we'll give you one last question before we kind of wrap up here. Uh, what is your overall thoughts about this edge group? Do you think it's one of the better uh, edge groups that the Colts have had in in some time? Why or why not? You know. Uh... Man, you go back to when was the last time you saw just dominance uh, from the edge group? And it was really, even after Freeney left the team, Robert Mathis still nearly got 20 sacks, I believe. So it's been a, it's been a minute. Um, I have to say they, I personally think they are. And why I think they are is because kind of like the Philadelphia Eagles, you have got a, a group of tenacious dudes. There's not really one guy in the defensive end group where you're like, he's going to take the top off of everything. He's going to get 15 plus sacks, 16, 17 sacks, like a TJ Watt or something. No, but these guys like Ebicom, Constant Motor, Odengbo, he's a chaos causer. Quiddy Pay is the most complete defensive end they have. And then you have good depth pieces like guys like Taekwon Lewis. I'm telling you, this could be a steady eight sack, nine sack. Like if, if you're talking about pay, it could be nine. Uh, Ebicom could be nine. And then Odengo, and Odengbo could be seven and a half. I mean, that doesn't sound like any one guy's taking over, but that's even more terrifying, I think, than having one dude who just takes over a game. You've got three guys who are consistently good rather than one guy who's great. Man, I think that that provides a lot more pressure on offenses. So I think it's an intriguing bunch, and if they all hit, it could be one of the best the Colts have had in a while. I, I, and that's that's where I'm kind. That's where I'm at. I mean, obviously, it's you don't have the guys like a, a Robert Mathis or and a Dwight Freeney. You don't have those superstars out there on the edge. But as far as the the overall group of the defensive ends and the depth, uh, you you have to be excited about this group. Quiddy Pay, oh, yeah. Dio Dango entering year three. They could both stay healthy. I think we're going to see a, another big jump out of those guys. Abu Khan finally getting his opportunity. I know he wants to make the most of it. You got Taekwon Lewis. Who, who, again, wants to prove he can stay healthy and is going to be driven. Uh, you've got that young rookie. Uh, and, and if you want to throw Adebawari in there, too, uh, you, you're really excited about his athletic upside. So, uh, it, And, and what, what does Chris Ballard always say? He wants to have 9 to 10 defensive linemen that he can continually rotate in and out so that way they stay, health, stay healthy, stay fresh, and, and can go and give 110% on every play. I think we're starting to get there with this, these defensive ends where you can start rotating these guys in and out and you're going to have fresh bodies that can be productive in every single situation so uh the colts i think can be really excited about their edge group heading into this season and that's our show for this evening guys really appreciate all the love uh, all the support tonight it was a very fun conversation uh shout out to inside the shoe for our, for our lone super chat of the evening you're absolutely awesome uh, uh thank you all for your support tony stats matt wyatt law Logan, uh, Matthew, all of you guys, Truett, don't want to forget Truett, Beverly, uh, Brandon, 
don't want to forget any of you guys nathan uh you guys are all the best it's it's so much fun doing this show uh every monday and thursday night with you all um and if you haven't done so already the ticker is going to tell you what to do like horse you huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live whenever destin and shod are going live because we're going to be giving you content all the way up until training camp starts and then the colts are going to have uh, a pretty wild season i know drake's been writing away as always on horseshoehuddle.com what can the people find on the site uh, that you've been working on so two that are out right now is uh, they uh, I cover a piece that um, had the biggest draft steals of the last 10 years. Um, the one Colts player easily makes the list. Another one was snubbed. Unacceptable. Uh, go Definitely go read it. Um, and then another one is are the Colts, you know, taking a little too long or taking the right guard position a little bit too lightly. And then one that will be released is five reasons Shane Steichen has a golden opportunity to succeed as the Colts head coach. Make sure you go check all those out. One one person I snubbed was Deep. I uh, forgot that Deep was in the chat tonight. That's on me, Deep. Hey, that's on me. Uh, that, At least he let you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can take you can take your frustrations out on me. Uh, that's such inexcusable, but we really appreciate it. Uh, for me. Again, Rookie Files is off and running uh, this week. Josh Downs, uh, I've re uh, released his story. Uh, real fun, talking about his dad playing in the NFL, his uncle playing in the NFL, uh, and now Josh Downs gets the chance uh, to, to play in the NFL as well. Also released Blake Freeland, who, while he's an offensive tackle now, he wasn't always an offensive tackle. And in fact, Blake Freeland isn't even the most athletic person in his family. So, so definitely go check out Blake's story. Uh, and then next will be Adatomiwa Adabaware. Uh, his story, another very fascinating one as uh, this entire rookie class for the Indianapolis Colts has a lot of fun stories. So be sure to check all of those out on horseshoehuddle.com. Go follow Drake at DWalster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. And we will be back Monday night to talk about the defensive tackle position. DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Adebaware, all on the docket and will be discussed Monday night. So make sure you tune in. But everyone, have a fantastic weekend. And uh, we hope to see you on Monday. <laughs>